You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good to go. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Hardcore Sports. Uh, I am your host, Ron Taylor, alongside my co-host, the All-American, Bernard Hall. And uh, what we're going to do is, before we uh, introduce our guest, we have a really special guest in, uh, in-house with us today. Really, really uh, cool dude. This is gonna. We're gonna open the lines up early for this guy because I know that a lot of people have questions. I know I have some questions, but before we get started with that, I just want to um, uh, congratulate the Pistons on their uh, playoff run. Uh, seems like it might be over, uh, but anyway, gone uh, fishing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, this weekend I had the uh, I had the pleasure of visiting uh, LCA this weekend and. Uh, um, it was a it's a pretty cool a pretty cool setup, you know. Uh, the arena is nice and everything, but uh, the, the the leg space is is absolutely horrible. I mean, I'm six feet tall. Uh, buddy of mine, he's close to six feet. My wife is, and her girlfriend like five seven, five six, five seven, and they were complaining about the leg room. Make a long story short, uh, uh, by the third quarter, we got up, we couldn't even fill our legs, so. Um, other than that, you know, the arena is nice, but the seating is horrible. But enough about that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it to my partner so he can introduce our special guest the right way. Uh, so uh, enough said. Uh, B. Hall, take it away. Good evening, everyone. This is the Fours Hardcore Sports Talk Show. I am your co-host today, and we are excited to have a very special guest in today. We are going to talk about golf yes, in sir. Detroit today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Golf in the whole metro area, yes, the metropolitan sir. area. Yes, sir. So, fellas, get your popcorn. We hope it's ready and hot. Get your drink and your little, your hardcore lemonade or whatever you got. The lines are open. We are in studio number three. Uh, two four eight five seven nine five two six zero is the number. Two four eight five seven nine five two six zero. Before any calls, we want to run down this impressive resume from Mr. Lindsey Mason the Third. Go ahead, Brian. Yes, sir. We got the pro, the extraordinaire, BBC, for y'all who don't know, from the Billionaire Boys Club. We got my main man, Lindsey Mason III. We have have got a really nice friendship, and we have mentored each other through, I mean, just several good times. But most of all, we know each other from golfing and just, you know, good people. And his resume is just phenomenal. 30 years in the game. Wow. He's a product of Detroit, Michigan. Central High School graduate Ooh. and alumni, Ooh. active alumni. Mm-hmm. He's a Morris Brown out of Atlanta alumni, Ooh. active alumni. Yes, sir. That purple and purple and white, you understand? <laughs> and they got the Detroit club down there. I met a lot of his boys, and uh, you're talking about super people. And But we're here today to discuss golf. And without further notice or further going on, I'm going to let him go and introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, Lindsey Mason III, golf pro extraordinaire. All right. Welcome, Mr. Mason. Welcome, How are you doing welcome. today? Man, I'm blessed, brother. It's definitely a pleasure for me to be here today. Yes, sir. On the 70 degree day, I believe. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. It's good to be seen and not viewed. Yes, sir. I'm in the fairway. All the way. That's right. If you're in the fairway, you got a shot. There you go. That's right. That's right. So we were, this day is so special for Mr. Mason. And uh, we know he can't go into too much detail, but this is also a great day because he has a new position as well. Tell us about that, sir. I would just like to say um, it's 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 uh, it's it's awesome doing some positive things in um, Macomb County area. Just was named a teaching professional. Uh, one of them of uh, Cherry Creek Golf Club, which is in Shelby Township. Very excited about that, and continuously uh, doing great things over at CJ Barrymore. 
in Clinton Township introducing not only kids to the game of golf, adults to the game of golf, and taking that game to the next level. Um, college experience, um, competitive high school golf, collegiate. And so we're just getting everyone on board, and they're very positive. And I got some some students that are shooting some low scores, mm. not just playing the game of golf. These mm. kids can play. Mm. And let me concede him right there for a moment because in his 30 years of experience, Lindsey Mason III came up through the Detroit Golf Club. He came up through the caddy yes, program of the Detroit Golf Club. You know, excuse me for that pause, but it's just so monumental in where things are today. And he came up there through it when it was just systemic racism. That's all we're going to say about it. We ain't going to go into no deep detail because in golf, you're culturally inclined. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, Kazoo can come up and he'll teach him how to swing. <laughs> he tell him to put his antennas down. <laughs> so that's the type of guy he is. So, uh, it, you know, just his experience, we appreciate that in itself. And it's funny, I'm going to say this real quick and turn it back over to him and get some questions going. We had a young man from a friend of mine, we went to school together. She's a very nice lady and she has a little son and he's ready to go into the, want to go into the caddy program, you know? And she called and she said, well, I'm calling up on all his uncles. I don't call y'all extended family. He got a lot of uncles. So boy, we all called and I called Lindsay and they said, well, Oakland Hills shut their thing down, and today was the last day. I said, well, no, it ain't. We're going to call and make it happen. So mm -hmm. Lindsey made a call, and his stuff got in there. His application got in there. But needless to say, he is over at, uh, wow, he's over at Detroit Golf Club, as mm -hmm. a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Really good kid, Kyle and uh uh, Kyle Maynard in a really up and coming kid. He's going to be a good golfer as well. And then we, we helped several more other kids. But, uh, Lindsay, we want to get into the situation on what's going on in golf in the city of Detroit. Cause we got these gym of golf courses and we have the golf tournament coming. Uh, what is it? The open coming to the city of Detroit this summer. That and is we want some, we want some, we want, we, I, I need some insight on that. Give it to me. Well. Um, it's interesting because I, I made a stopover to my former club today, uh, which is the, uh, Detroit Golf Club, which is located in the city of Detroit, located in the heart of the city of Detroit, where, uh, the late Mayor Coleman A. Young, uh, was a, uh, he wasn't a golfing member, but Coleman kind of broke the barrier back in 19, I believe it was in 1986. And that's when I started actually working there when he was a member. Um, golf has changed in the city of Detroit, um, culturally, um, you have right now, um, I believe, um, uh, some of the golf courses, well, right now I take that back cause you only have three, they closed Palmer Park golf course, which was a historic, yeah, yeah. Palmer's closed. Why they closed it? Have no idea. We know about, um, my former club, which is Rogel golf course, which was a Donald Ross 18-hole championship golf course. That is now blight. I believe uh, the city of Detroit uh, re-owns that particular property. That was one of the toughest golf courses in the city. <coughs> Excuse me. And now you have uh, three that's left, which is uh, Rackham, which is located in Huntington Woods, Chandler Park Golf Course, which is located on the east side of Detroit, and you have Rouge Park Golf Course, um, located on the west side of uh, the city of Detroit. Um, very good properties, um, but the golf courses need a lot of work. And um, they have a new contractor in uh, as of a year ago. I believe this is the last year of that agreement. And it, I believe my understanding is uh, the contract's supposed to go back out to uh, uh, for RFQ to decide um, who is going to be the successful bidder in putting some real capital improvement. Uh, into the city of Detroit golf courses. So, um, I've kind of, uh, become very disappointed with the city as it relates to, uh, the golf courses. And, um, so I've just decided, 
you know, to wave a white flag and to take, you know, Mason Golf and Golf Clinic's operations outside of the city and just and been encouraging individuals um, to follow me and the golf courses and places that I frequent, they have something to offer. Believe me, um, my, all of my teaching has been at C.J. Barrymore. This is a state-of-the-art facility, indoor, outdoor, driving range with a golf dome that is open year-round, family-friendly. Not only have uh, something to offer as far as uh, golf operations, but they have uh, merry-go-rounds, roller coasters, uh, Water slides. I mean, it's it's a lot to do uh, for kids, along with individuals that want to learn the game of golf and be serious about it. We're talking about the taxpayers and I, money at work here. I was just going to ask you about that. What's the problem with that? Do is it that they don't want to uh, pay the money so they can? Uh, Keep the main uh, maintain the golf properties, or, or well, is that the, the, is the that problem the over a number of years ago, back in I want to say 1990, uh, the city of Detroit under Mayor Coleman's uh, A. Young's administration leased out the golf courses uh, to a company called American Golf for 20 years. Okay, uh, um, they put in some capital improvement, um, but it wasn't enough. And the problem today's golfers, you got to have more than just a golf course to offer. I mean, food and beverage along with dining facilities, meaning the clubhouse. Uh, you're not going to get any, but I, I'm me personally, I wouldn't do it. Um, if I'm hosting a golf tournament, I'm not trying to eat and dine outside right. a, after, after the outing. It, right. It's not going to happen as far as me. I mean, people are entitled to do whatever they feel they want to do, but if I'm promoting uh, the game of golf and the things that take place after that, you got to have a place to sit down. I'm a, uh, uh, this past year, I was a co-chair of the NAACP's, uh, come to the T golf outing. That's an annual outing that I believe this want to be the 22nd year. Yeah. And I participated in, in all the events. Okay. The first couple of years we did host the outings in the city, uh, golf courses. They couldn't accommodate, could not mm-hmm. accommodate. And so now uh, that tournament is, is over the last 20 something years has been outside of the city. Why? Because the city has nothing to offer as far as additional accommodations. Mm. That's why. So it's interesting that you say that and the uh, NAACP golf outing, but there are several other uh golf entities in the Detroit, which, which people don't know. And our ladies, we want to get our ladies more involved with golf because it's very classy. But you have DTE, Correct. you have Ford Motor Company, GM, Chrysler, all of these other places and union places that have uh, golf they, tournaments golf tournaments and golf leagues. Correct. And these other places for, you know, one example over at Glenhurst, they stay open year-round. But that golf course is on the city budget. So they got a great draining system. They got great groundskeeper, real, real sand traps. It's still open all year round. So they making and they clearing about eight or ten million dollars a year quietly and laughing at the city of Detroit because all of our people and entities that we that the city can accommodate are coming right there to Redford to their place and they just open arms and take them in. And there's no knock on anyone. It's a it's it's a knock on our city and on us in the city because we should be able to get together and solve some of the problems of our own. If you can't get together and solve some of your own problems, you're really in trouble. So, our next question to Lindsay is, what what is what is the future? What is the plan? What is what is the uh, city council involved in? What happened with the people who they had in place that? There were people in place, and plus, because I used to work at city council, I understand how the city's supposed to run Correct. and how things work. They had people in place that didn't even know anything about golf. Or they had people running the, the athletic department or the, or the parks and recreation that didn't even know nothing mm-hmm. about park and recreation. They ain't never, they ain't never shot marbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, how you going to do something to make mean, some decisions? You, you, you've had individuals who, are 
playing tennis, making golf decisions. That's that's unbelievable. Um, should not have happened, um, but it, it is what it is, and it's up to, I believe, the citizens of the city of Detroit. You, you got to um, want more in order for things to get better. You got to demand it. You got to demand it because you can go to all these other municipalities, and they're making it happen. Macomb County, Oakland County, Genesee County, they're making it happen. Golf uh, is not dying, and, and we found that out last week. I received 50 calls last week just in individuals inquiring about golf instructions just because the brother, Tiger Woods, won the Masters. You know what? That, that was a question that I was going to ask as well. You know, why is it that African what, – what, what made Tiger Woods – uh, uh, playing golf uh, opened a lot of African-American eyes to the golf because, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Calvin Pete won a couple majors as well, didn't he? Or did he? He's, I, I don't recall him winning any majors. He won, I want to say, maybe 11 or 12 actual PGA Tour events, uh-huh. and he was on, I want to say, a couple of Ryder Cup teams. Okay, so correct. my question is, how come anyone didn't follow him like they doing Tiger? Not and they were following Tiger before he even won. Correct. Is it, is it because Calvin Pete was darker skin? Was it? Did that have anything to do with it? No, I, I just think that you know um, everything has a season. Okay. Um, and that's the good thing to look at. I mean, you had even before Calvin Pete, you had a number of other black golfers mm-hmm. uh, that came before him. It was just given the opportunity, but. Where Tiger excelled is his his skill set. I mean, Tiger can hit all the shots. Okay, he can hit all the shots. Right. Um. He's never in. He's never been the type of player that's from the tee directly to the fairway. He he might play out of the woods. He might hit shots out of the uh, the, uh, the sand trap uh, or the fairway bunker. Mm-hmm. But he likes to be able to. He has a, a serious uh, golf imagination, and he's he doesn't play scared. Got I mean, he has a big heart, a great imagination, and he can hit the shots when, when he needs to hit them. Otherwise, when it's time, you got to be a player. You got to be a player. You got to be a player. <laughs> you don't be a player, you're going to be lost on the back row. Right. It took him some time to get back. Yes. And he had to go through that mental that oh, yeah. a lot of people did not oh, yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. You have to be that diehard and that level of an athlete to understand when you have a hiccup or something in your life happen and it and it take you out of whack for Correct. a minute. You, know. you can be out of favor. He he had to get back in yeah. favor. You know, I I heard a guy on the radio was talking about he. How can people like him? I mean, to me, it's the perfect human story. Correct. I mean, we're all human. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through things. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought that how can you not root for this guy? You know, everything that he's been through lets you know that hey, you know what? He's just like me, or he's just like us. I you, think the biggest thing, Tiger Woods is a golfer, mm-hmm. and so taking the personal side. Out of it, right. um, the personal side became uh, visible right. be- because who who he was, who he is. Right. Um, but he's a golfer, very good golfer, and so um, he had a hiccup, and uh, he had to go through it. But the mental side of it, because we're talking about over a ten year span of him winning an actual major event, right. that's a long time, very long time, and forty three years of age. You know, we're talking about father time. But for an individual to not only put all that aside and get ready to go in between, I call in between the tee box and be able to, he was two shots down, mind you, Mm -hmm. coming into the last round and still did not give up the faith. Somebody hit a bad shot (laughs) and we know the rest. He started walking down the fairway. He, He did not blink. And so when you have an individual just with that name, Tiger, Tiger is a predator. That's what a tiger is. It's a predator. Mm-hmm. And so when you understand that about that particular individual, he wasn't going to give up. And so that's what the game of golf, you cannot give up uh, on your capabilities of being able to hit the shot, the biggest thing when it counts. Right. 
and he wears red on Sunday. <laughs> that means he's out for blood. That's it. He, 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 he still kept that. You see, he didn't change that. He, he wear red. And, just, and, and then just to go back and recap, the tournaments that he was in on the, in, in the last holes and he hit a shot to the left or right, it can happen to anybody. Exactly. Now everybody understand it, that you ain't exempt. It can happen to you. You exactly. can be the greatest, and it can happen to you. So he went through his, and we're going to keep it going here. All right, we're going to open the lines up for Mr. Lindsey Mason. Uh, you can hit us at 248-579-5260. We're in Studio 3. Once again, 248-579-5260. Lindsey, I, I have a question. Um, my question is, I never knew how you qualified for the biggest tournaments say like okay you have to shoot a certain score but before you even shoot that score are you invited to a certain tournament so you can shoot that score or can i shoot the score at bell isle and say here no no that ain't how that was no good no no this is no good this is what i shot let me get in the tournament. Right. You know certain, what I mean? Certain tournaments are invitational tournaments, meaning sponsor exemptions. Okay. And the other tournaments are under the umbrella of the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. which you have to go to uh, Q school, qualifying school to qualify to okay. play on the regular tour. Okay. Correct. Okay. And then before that, um, you have, um, I would call it a junior tour um, to go to the next phase to get your tour card. But you can play in certain events, like the open events, which is a U.S. US open that's coming up. That's right. an open event. It's an open event. Uh, as long as you go to the uh, area to, to qualify wherever, send your information in, your entry form, pay that money, and go out there and shoot a score. If you get in, okay. you'll be a participant in the U.S. Open. Yeah, like wow. in the past few years, you had guys who didn't have big sponsors with clothing and clubs and shoes and all of that, and they got in, but they were there. That was the bottom line. They got the exposure. Correct. But you have to earn your way every year. You can be a pro, but you can lose your card and Correct. have to go back to Q school. Correct. See, so it's just like being a barber or a hairdresser. You got to go renew the license oh, okay. <laughs> or a pilot. You got to go take that test <laughs> to make it. sure you can still qualify. Like when you get uh, of age, you know, when you get four or five scores of 10, and plus um, when you go to the Secretary of State, they're going to say, uh, Mr. Taylor, let's see, can you see? <laughs> Before we get you, we put you back out on the road. Right. But, uh, you know, anyway, keeping it light, we want to go into this with Lindsay. And my question to Lindsay is the city of Detroit has a, it's very big now, and it's a plethora of people. I can remember when I was a kid. And uh, the people who know me, I was, you know, I played several sports and was better than average at them, you know. Yes, sir. I do have All-American in front of my name <laughs> yes, for yes, those sir. who don't know. It's All-American. And, and it's there for a reason. I introduced them. <laughs> I introduced you, them, you so they know that. You did. But anyway, <laughs> Lindsay, tell them how it was back in the day with us because, you know, my my cousin Ryan and my host and and Lindsay they're a couple years older than me but they 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 fooled us because they used to tell us y'all don't want to play golf it's too expensive or right. you don't want to play tennis the the equipment is too you know it's too expensive and then you get with some people and it doesn't matter who it is Japanese Chinese white black yellow or brown and they welcome you and you start playing. And you figured out like now a softball bat costs five hundred dollars. A glove is yes. two or three hundred dollars. <laughs> My buddy just called me because his niece was trying out for softball, and I'm like, bro, her hand ain't gonna be able to fit my softball glove. He like, let her you. I'm not paying no three hundred for no <laughs> golf glove until we understand if she really want to pay or not. Correct. And you yeah. understand that yeah. because of the way insurance and bill and they talking about raising the gas price up. They can't find nowhere else. Right. Every time it's gas liquor and cigarettes raise the tax (laughs) but that's a whole nother story we ain't here for politics we're here for this uh, forum but Lindsay's gonna tell us what it takes for 
a a young man or a young lady, and we both have several friends that kid can really hit it, and they're spending monies and sending them to camps and getting them getting them uh, teaching and workouts and playing golf. And it's a lot of schools right now giving scholarships. Correct. And, and Lindsay, go ahead and uh, tell them what it takes. I mean, know? it 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 takes for individual number one. You have to find out exactly what your son or daughter wants to do. That's that's the first thing because golf golf is an expensive sport. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Equipment is expensive. Um, but there is opportunity. You have colleges looking for individuals to play the game of golf, especially black colleges. And so, but we see what's going on. The black colleges have to go outside and recruit other individuals because we're not yeah. producing. Some are playing. I don't believe investing in a sport and I'm not trying to compete. That's just me. And so if if uh, you have a, a son or a daughter and you want to get into the game, um, not only taking lessons, whether if they're taking lessons from me or any other individual, um, you want to make sure that they're excelling and give them the opportunity to, to compete. You just had uh, a, a young man who participated in the dry chip and putt contest in Augusta. He made some shots. Yes, he did. He made some shots. Uh, he made some shots because not only he wanted to play the game of golf, you can tell he came looking just like a golfer from head to toe, but he had the right skill set and his golf swing was on point. Because he put the time he in put the work and in. his parents had their arm around him. It, it, exactly. So that's one of the things. Um, everybody has a golf program. You, you see it even in the city. Everybody got a golf program. But what are the kids doing? Are they going away to compete? I, I will uh, say, um, because I've worked with this individual, Hollywood Golf Institute, which is led by Selena Johnson, um, her kids compete. I mean, they compete nationally through Hollywood Golf. Some of the other ones, they're doing all right. But are the kids receiving golf scholarships? I have right now in the Macomb County area, Quite a few kids that are going to school on golf scholarships, mm. but yes. oh, yeah. oh yeah, they're going to school and they are competing in the state, learning yeah. the game of golf. And they're not going and picking up the ball or moving the ball around. I'm a product of Detroit. I graduated from Detroit, Detroit Central High School. I'm a music major. I didn't play golf mm -hmm. for my high school, but I played. That's funny. I played in high school. Yeah. Right. Then, right. You know, yeah. But yeah. I played the game of golf. I just didn't play for my high school. Right. See, I, people don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Lindsey went to college on scholarship for the choir. Exactly. He wow. didn't even go to scholarship. That's why he's so <laughs> unique of a person wow. because he well-rounded. And he's part. That's why he's part of the BBC because <laughs> you know you, when you can do a plethora of different it, it, things it, it, and be pretty good at everything it, you do. It, exactly. You but, know you can catch him in the club with his oh, group oh, yeah. in too deep. In he too also deep. do that yeah, as well. That's it with my so, band in deep. So yeah. So but, he he is it's, it's special. Yeah. I wanted to get to this one little forum about it, especially with us talking about the kids and talking about the kids all in Macomb and all these different areas. I was just talking to a kid because a lady friend of mine, she works at Country Day. So she asked the kid one day, well, well what's, what's the matter, you know? And uh, my buddy Mike Marshall, who was just here a couple of weeks ago, he had the same thing. And the kid came and the kid was like, well, I'm a little disappointed in what I got on my SAT or ACT. And she said, well, what, what, what did you get? I don't want to talk about it. I spent a lot of time along with playing baseball and track and studies and going to classes. Mm -hmm. So she said, well, what did it, it can't be too bad. What did you get? He said, a 33. <laughs> 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 she said, you mad about a 33? That's almost perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. but that's the standard that those kids are working with when you got the parents and the grandmother and grandfather, aunts and uncles, and their parents and those kids can come home and the family can have dinner together and everybody can still come out and support them. Correct. See, in the city, everything got to be right after school because we don't have the security to watch this. Right. You know, out there in in Macomb and Birmingham and all these areas, all their games are night games. Mm -hmm. They have night tennis matches. I went over to Country Day one summer day, and they had a 
tennis clinic, and it was 700 kids Mm -hmm. at the tennis clinic. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. All dressed out, all had at least two rackets. All of them had the bag to carry the rackets and balls and shoes. And it was 700 kids at a high school tennis clinic. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell us that it can't be done. If you have the program, the budgeting is there. The city is letting it go to waste. Uh, I seen one one place they just hired somebody to be the the golf coach, and the, <laughs> the guy that was qualified for him as a golfer, they told him you can't be the golf coach because you don't work here at this school. And they gave it to a guy that was the English teacher and told the guy that was qualified you can be his assistant. No, no, and you can't get paid, but that teacher can. That's what's wrong with it today. So, Lindsay, elaborate on I mean, that and you give have us a, some intake on it, that. A lot of. In, in this business, you have a lot of job opportunities, not only becoming a professional golf caddy, because I caddied for 10 years at Country Club of Detroit first in, in Gross Point Farms. Then I went over to uh, Detroit D- Golf D- Club, mm. and then I left there and, and caddied at Oakland Hills Country Club. But I wanted to take my skill set further and, and get into the overall business of operating golf courses, so I've managed two golf courses at a time a couple of years ago um, outside of the city of Detroit. Um, operated before that uh, Rogel Golf Course for Greater Grace Temple Church. That was uh, the a owner historical of that, landmark. A historical golf course. Before that, Palmer Park Golf Course for American Golf. And um, moving uh, forward, it's been, you know, a number of golf courses, but my passion is still teaching the game of golf and youth. Um, and, and going, we're talking about competition. Um, it, it looks good when you have an individual getting on number one tee box, um, that's a brother and can hit it. It, it looks good that he or she knows how to dress and act accordingly, meaning etiquette and rules. Mm. It looks good. And so that's some of the things. I mean, I teach a multicultural of individuals because I'm in a, a broader area, but my roots. Right. Everybody knows I'm from the city of Detroit. Right. I, I don't. I don't get that twisted, but I believe in giving back. But I want to see uh, us excel, and I want to see the kids excel because there's a great opportunity in this business. You have the PGA Tour that's coming to town in June. PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and you have no black managers that are operating the city of Detroit golf courses right now. How's that? It's no good. Wow. None. So uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So nobody nobody has the opportunity. I mean, they're building uh, a, a small establishment over at Rouge and going to try to call it a clubhouse. But, again, no big companies uh, or groups are going to come in that can accommodate 200 people are going to want to sit under a shed. It, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, not when you're giving out thousands of dollars worth of prizes and stuff. Exactly. And you got to sit in the shed that's no. going to have kerosene or some other type of heat it, it ain't or gonna whatever happen. it may be. I mean, you, know? you got facilities, golf courses in other areas are open year-round. They got simulated machines and other things that to entertain to where you can make money year-round. That's, that's what's needed if you're calling yourself a world-class city. Now, again— you got a big event coming to town in June, very big event. Um, and I'm pretty sure different charities are going to be receiving X amount of money from that event. But, again, we want the kids to be able to not only learn the game of golf but compete. i seen a young man on Fox 2 News who just won. My nephew won an Evan Scholar mm-hmm. from Country Club of Detroit two years ago. He's at Michigan State. I was watching Fox 2 News early this morning. I seen a young man win a scholarship. He won the Evans Scholarship, um, and he's on his way to University of Michigan. That's great. But one thing disturbed me, uh, the statement that he made. It's good that he received the scholarship, but he don't play golf. Right. Mm. That's a golf scholarship. That's a golf scholarship. Yes. And that's how bad the city is hurting. And, yeah. And, you know, that was he won that at Plum Hollow. Congratulations, but he needs to learn how to play golf. 
as well. And, right. and and for them to be able to slide that in like that, because had it been the other way around, it would have been no good. They would have said, no, nah, he, he can't get that because he don't play golf. This is a golf scholarship. And it would have been a big uproar yeah. about it. So it, these are questions and things that we have to hold our leadership accountable to make it happen and get things on the right track. Don't get me wrong. We have a lot of economy issues and other issues in the city of Detroit, but we wanted to get Lindsay here so we could get some real truthful insight on what's going on. And we know it's going to be some people whose feelings might be hurt, and but it's a reflection on our people in city council. We got to quit doing name recognition. We got to put people in place that is going to call, call it out. Uh, Rogel Golf Course over there is a gym. Donna Ross Golf Course, a historical landmark, and was going in the right direction. And they just let, because uh, it was uh, Ellis from Greater Grace, they just let him do what he wanted to do. After they shut it down, he wouldn't even cut the grass. How could you do that to those people who paid their taxes and live in that area around there? And now you got all these species running in and out of that grass over into their neighborhood. Isn't that the one on Berg? Is it Berg or? Correct. Yeah. Seven Mile Berg. Seven Mile and Berg Road. We over there for those five years or however long it was up and we saved a lot of kids. And there was a lot of elderly people that just came by to hang out and talk, you know, just the conversation and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And then it was also people having, you know, graduation parties and and baby showers and anniversary and birthday parties and that type of stuff. You get people excited about it being refurbished and put back together in the right way. And then uh, Lindsay gave some of the kids the job of telling them to be here and do this. And, exactly. and just for a few dollars, they would beat us to the golf course Correct. in the morning Correct. and already have it done. And what else you need us to do? Or we had kids that needed a coat or a hat or needed something to eat. We all got together mm-hmm. and, and you know, would buy trays of fish and a food and a, and a vegetable and eat and just, you know, just, Correct. You know, just people, just, people just, in the neighborhood. Just people in the neighborhood, and we just would have, you know what I mean, good dialogue or, good, or converse and stuff. And then you couldn't beat the elderly people that came up there, mm-hmm. just the, the wisdom that they had and the stuff like that. They don't have nowhere to go with that. Don't mm-hmm. nobody want their kid around nobody sitting in the parking lot drinking wine or liquor and and, and smoking weed. No. Nobody want their kid around that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh, what's so what so Lindsay, in your opinion, what how can, how do we change I know we've talked about city council getting involved. What's your what's the plan? What how, what can we do to change this situation as far as, you know, uh more golf in the city for, you know, African-American females, males, or just in the city, period. I would say you you have um, you have individuals that are supposed to vote when they turn 18, right? That's correct. And so if I'm, if I'm an individual that wants to get my son and daughter in the game of golf, I mean, starting from Detroit Public School District, um, they might have one or two schools now that are uh, trying to do a golf program. Mm-hmm. Um, but starts from there, transcend that to uh, City Hall. And you have to demand it, you know, you, because you're a voter. Right. And, and so those are some of the things, instead of just individuals popping up at your church or taking the endorsement of your pastor, he or she, you have to do your own personal research. My mother was a minister. I come from a family of ministers. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things my uncle, uncles, they, that's something that they did not allow an individual that's campaigning to campaign from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't play that. And so you have to do your research uh, and demand when you're voting and somebody's trying to get your vote. Uh, ask the question. We used to have forms at Rogel. Sure did. <laughs> I mean, we had Benny Napoleon. Yes, sir. We had several people over there several times, and we asked the tough question. Asked the question, you and know. so it's it's they and 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 one thing about golf, you could tell if you playing eighteen hole round, which might take you, if you playing fast with a force, it might take you 
four hours or maybe four hours and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can learn a lot about an individual in the game of golf. He or she, are are they honest? Because because with the game of golf, you're policing yourself. Are you an individual that's going to keep a correct score? Are you an individual that's uh, like to do the old foot wedge with the golf ball and move it around and don't play it down? Or cut it for one or two, <laughs> as we say. They go cut us for one or two. We know that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they go say they I, got an ego, a know, double ego. Everybody has a golf tournament, but the, the thing now with cell phones, a group come in and start changing the scores before the, before the group is even announced. So we got to look at that and rechange some of that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it's something else. So that's what we wanted to get to. We get into this next form of it, and this is the Forest Hardcore Sports Talk Show. If you out there, two four eight five seven nine five two six zero studio number three. We here every Monday. You know, same time, same place, and uh, we asking the tough questions. And the next question we gonna ask Lindsay is. Please, I know something about it because I've been through it. But it, let's explain something to the people about just the the, the planning and, and, and the program of planning and the arms around you that you have to have that so that you, when you know you're going to school, what is your plan? You got to have a plan on how high of a level of school you want to go to because, see, you ain't got to go to Stanford like Tiger Woods. Correct. You don't have to go to Georgia Tech or you don't have to go to U of M or Michigan State or Duke. It's other schools you can go to and and play. You know, I know kids that's playing from Ferris State trying to get on the tour. So, Lindsay, enlighten us on that. And and, and the one thing to look out for is what, you know, what the – the the, uh, the student is going into, and also, you know, what the parent need to look out for as well, just for your child to be on the straight and narrow. Correct. Well, it's, it starts with a real mentor um, when you're talking about an individual going off to any college. Right. Um, because that that's, that's a transition, especially if you're going away to school. That's a big transition. Absolutely. Um, when I was... Um, Fortunate enough to receive a scholarship to Morris Brown College, um, it, you know, when we're talking about X amount of years ago, a- Atlanta was, you know, um, what was happening is really booming now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I learned a lot. Uh, even my friends that I attended college with, you know, different ones all over the country, we still tight. We still have a great bond together. Um, my Detroit connection, the Michigan club. Um, the Detroit alumni, Morris Brown College, Detroit alumni chapter. We still give back. You got to give back to the college. Uh, example, Morris Brown College right now is going through a tra- transitional period, but we um, have a new uh, college president who's making some things happen. And so Morris Brown College is on its way to get its accreditation fully back. Okay. Uh, and um, we give back every year. I believe last year we took 10000 Dollars. I'm, I look every time. I get geared up for homecoming. I'm geared up for homecoming 2019 um, because it's it's uh, it's like uh, a renewed spirit, an inner spirit. I mean, just to be a part of um, the college atmosphere and being back on the campus of mm. NBC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. That's right. So, Lindsay, elaborate a little more on them and let them explain how important it is to have a plan and to still, you still got to get your grades and stuff, too. You can be as great as golfer as you want to be. Correct. But you still have to get your grades. And if you want to be D1, see, all of the kids, we talked about this last week, Mm -hmm. the week before last, and we going to keep on reiterating on it. If you want to be D1, you got to be D1 in the classroom. Mm -hmm. You got to be D3 as a person because you got to be a better person now today three times more than you did before. Correct. Because there ain't no no hiccups. Correct. If you hiccup too loud, you out. 
That's right. So That's you got to be you got to be a better person three times. Then you got to put the work in. Got to put the work in. You got to put the work in. You got all these kids want to wear Jordans or want to wear the best stuff. And they can't catch a cold in Alaska with no clothes on. <laughs> you can't do that or they can't hit the ball straight. No, no. So you got to you it's go tell on you. That's it. If you don't put the work in, it's going to tell on you. If you come out there and think you're going to play yourself in shape, you are going to get hurt. When I when I got, um, even before I got to college, because I was playing golf then, mind you, I used to teach the, the golf class at Morris Brown. Okay. Um, but, again, I'm a music major. All right. And so, um, but during high school, because all through high school, I was performing. Um, but I was still playing the game of golf. I used to hit about 3,000 golf balls a day. Grew up on the east side. So my neighborhood golf course, if I wasn't at the golf course that I caddied at, which is Country Club of Detroit or Detroit Golf Club, I was at the neighborhood golf course, which was Chandler Park Golf right. Course. And so those individuals looked out for me. But I recognized that I had a gift and a talent. And the key was I wanted to excel, and I didn't see a lot of, uh, uh, black people taking the game in the city to a whole nother level. You had a secondary mentor of mine, which was Ben, the, the late Ben Davis, who was the uh, yes, golf caddy. Yes, yes. He was the he was the golf professional at Rack at Rack for a That's number right. of years. Over, I want to say, over fifty years. Yeah. Um, very good player, good player, good dresser, and so I, I that was one of the things that I tried to emulate from that particular individual, and then. Um, I, I um, signed my um, credentials under John Tribe, who was the PGA professional at Detroit Golf Club. Um, and, and one of the things uh, Tribe asked me, why did you want to get in the golf business? Um, my answer was, I learned the game of golf, and I knew that I couldn't stay at that particular location, which was a private country club, because I wanted to be able to deal with masses and a high volume of individuals, meaning youth, teaching the game of golf. They might not could afford it, so I had to make sure the price point was correct to get them uh, coming out. So whether if it was, uh, I've done a lot of free camps, did a lot of volunteering, uh, went into career days talking about, uh, the game of golf, I've done all done all of that. But at this particular point in my life, I'm saying because I, if God bless me, I'd be 54 this year. Uh, I said I wanted to do something different, and I had a conversation with my wife. I said, you know, I've been doing this a long time. It's now time to either transition out here to Macomb County, but I want to take Mason Golf Brand to Florida as well. So yeah. you basically, and I'm going to put my hands up for that because you paid your dues. I remember we used to have several conversations early in the morning, especially on the weekends. Yes, sir. We would come to the golf course, and one of us would bring some food or whatever we have, and then we'd have a couple of newspapers. And before everybody started oh, yeah. getting there, me and Lindsay used to sit there and talk. And I used to say, hey, pro, you got to open up your horizons, man. Mm-hmm. He loved the city so much, mm-hmm. and I saw it. Mm-hmm. We both a product of a city, and I'm a product of coming up through the Little League, and Potton was a star, mm-hmm. so it burned me out. Mm-hmm. And I left the city as a, a, a you know going to college, and I don't, I don't, and want everybody to know I don't regret my decision. Mm-hmm. You just have hiccups in life, and this I want to read something that uh, a good friend of mine sent me. Since I've been doing this podcast and several people, I probably got 50,000 people that shared it and like it and just said, this is perfect for you. And uh, this is what it said. And it's on Facebook. It says, never be a prisoner of your past. Mm -hmm. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. And they were saying that to me to say, Bernard, things happen. You got so much talent and so much to give and give back. You only been picking your spots, but get in the game. Mm-hmm. You got to be in the game to win. Right. If you ain't in, you can't win. But they were basically telling me if you don't watch yourself, you'll be a, a prisoner inside mm-hmm. yourself because you won't forgive yourself. Because when you play at a certain level for so long, all you understand is winning. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Losing is 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 not, not acceptable. Not, not acceptable. That is no good. <laughs> My coach used to say, "Get it done," and you done put the work in. It's up to you guys now. This is y'all team. Bernie's y'all captain. Uh, you know, all of that carry a whole lot of other weight. But just someone sent me that, and I really appreciated it because people that know your journey or know the person that you are. So all it's so many kids out here that got talent that nobody's telling them that they love them or they might not have a mother or a father or they might live with their grandmother or they might not have as much as everything else. It's so cruel. I saw I've seen it all, so I know. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to say the game of golf has opened up a lot of doors for me personally. The individuals um that I have taught the game um, from political figures, um, from just the everyday individual who just have a love for the game. It's uh, it's it's been great, and so those individuals who, you know, you want to get your your kids involved because this is a game that you can play for a lifetime. As long as you got good health, mm-hmm. you can win. Okay, uh, <clears throat> we're getting uh, pretty much the wrap-up sign. So, Lindsay, we have, uh, you know, just like the uh, the life uh, questions, that the fun questions that we have at the end of the show. So mm-hmm. uh, just answer these just honestly as possible. We, we do this with all our guests. Okay. okay, first question is, at this particular time, at this moment, what is your favorite food? Fried chicken. <laughs> good answer. Very, very good. Right. Okay. Qu- question number two. Question number two is, what food is your guilty pleasure? Right. You say to you, oh, man, I shouldn't be eating this, but you know what? I got to have it. Pro- I don't have to have it. Probably ham, but I'm not really a big ham eater. Okay, you, you know what I mean. Okay. The holidays or something like that. Yes, but I don't. I don't necessarily have to have. It. Okay. Question number three: uh, Your favorite sports movie? Favorite sports? Caddyshack. Caddyshack. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I kind of knew that though. Right. But right. I had to ask. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Last question before we wrap up: uh, Your pet peeve. What is your pet peeve? My pet peeve is saying. Making it happen. Okay. You know, failure, and I used to tell all of my staff at the number of golf courses that I've operated, and they'll tell you that. Um, I don't go, deal with excuses. Right. So solve the problem because customer service is number one. Right. Make it happen. All right. So we are going to let you know how much we appreciate it and it was excited to have you here, Lindsay. Absolutely. And we're going to leave everybody with this. This is the Fours Hardcore Sports Talk Show, studio number three, 248-579-5260. We're going to be back next week, same bad place, same bad time. And we just want you to know on that what Lindsay's saying about not being successful Mongols make moves, not excuses. Ooh, we. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night.